All right, well, tough loss. Um, you know, we're hoping that we could come in here and show a different type of game, but it seemed like a way too many mistakes on all three phases for us to really have a chance against a great team like that. Um, it doesn't work out that way. So, uh, you know, as, as much as we try to gain momentum, it seemed like uh, Washington had an answer or we did some things that didn't really help ourselves. And so um, looking forward to getting to the next one and learning from this and getting better, but we didn't execute well enough. And it's my fault. My fault as a coach. I got to get these guys ready. And so uh, whatever I got to do to get them ready so that we have a high execution level next week and that we're playing uh, our style of football. And so looking forward to getting that done next week. Questions? You're down I thought the guys played hard. I mean, the effort was there. You know, just the, the hard part is they, they were just pounding us on the, in the run game and getting some chunk yardage. And, and I'm talking defensively, their offense was able to do a lot of things, and we couldn't disrupt the timing with Eason. Um, they did a lot of different uh, formations. Um, I, th I thought, uh, f for the most part, we uh, didn't play Simon Sound at the beginning of the game. You know, and and then uh, things just kind of built. You know, and and anytime we try to respond, it just it was too much for us to overcome, and that's a huge credit to, to Washington, you know. But uh, I, it didn't really help that we didn't we made so many mistakes too. But I, I don't think this takes away from what Washington did to us. They put us in uncomfortable positions, and um, and and just really disappointed in, in the performance. But I thought the effort, the guys worked hard, they played hard. We just couldn't finish drives on offense. We made mistakes on defense, uh, assignment sound assignment mistakes, and that's my fault as a coach. It's my job to get them ready so they're playing. Faster and playing clean, and it wasn't. It didn't go that way. Any update on Tyson? No, we'll probably find out in the next little bit, probably in the next couple of hours. But um, no, we don't know. I mean, he couldn't come back in the game, so uh, we're just hoping and praying for him. And then we'll see. Uh, you know, the, the different spots in the, on the team where we're, we're um, you know, we're going to have to look into our depth and see how our depth is going to respond. After two emotionally just draining games. How do you feel like you guys came out on that part of the game? Just, just yeah, I thought we had. I thought we had great. I, the guys were ready to play. They're loose. We just made too many mistakes, and then Washington just steamrolled it. You know what I mean? So uh, I think they're a great team. You know, and, and um, I thought they, they felt comfortable with what they're doing offensively. We didn't make them uncomfortable at all. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't do anything to disrupt the timing with Eason and and the way he threw the ball. He was really efficient. You know. Um, and they were able to bounce that with the run game. And then on, on our offense, we weren't able to – they disrupted our timing a little bit and caused some turnovers. So, uh, you know, they executed their game plan. We weren't able to do ours. And that's – you know, our as coaches will get it better. You start the third down 12 with the ball. You move, you're moving it. it. appears to be a first down. How crushing was that fumble? And just as far as momentum, it just seemed like it was a real tough you know, moment when you're trying to recover. Yeah, and, and it's where these guys have to learn. You know, we, we emphasize uh, ball security a lot, you know, and um, it's the guys trying to do too much, and that's not their job is, is not to do too much with the ball and reaching out for the extra yard. It's just, you know, protecting the ball. And then we even had that on our we – we lucked out on our interception return, uh, reaching for more yardage when that's not our job is, is just secure the interception and, and uh, you know, just fortunate that we were able to keep the ball. But – um, that's something that we have to keep emphasizing as a team. But you know, these young guys want to make plays, and I understand that. But they, they can't, they can't sacrifice their. Just because they want to make plays doesn't mean that we have to l allow them to just, you know, 
forget things like ball security. That's a, a huge part of what we're, our success. We, we talked about taking care of the football. Uh, the last two games, we were able to do that. This game, we weren't. And so that caused us uh, points on the other side and, and uh, put us in the hole. After one of the toughest four-game stretches to open a season, where would you uh, say this team is at this point getting through that gauntlet? I mean, I, I think... We look at everything through the season, right? But I, I knew that we going into this this part of the, uh, of our schedule that we would need our depth, and that that had uh, a great importance for us. You know, um, when Tyson goes down, Soup needs to step up in Lopini, and so uh, that's in a lot of different positions. And, and we have some guys that are banged up, and we're going to have to dip into our, our depth a little bit more, and, and it's going to test us. And so we felt like we've made a huge emphasis on our depth this this year. And, and now we'll see what it looks like when we take the field against Toledo next week. Is this the best team you've faced up to this point in the season? We faced some really good teams, you know, but uh, I think that uh, they put us in a really tough spot. You know, they got up ahead on us, and then whenever we tried to gain momentum, they were able to stop it. And that's a, like I said, they have a lot of veterans on that team, and the coaching staff did an amazing job preparing those guys. And so um, Washington did a great job. We just didn't really help ourselves. And it would have been nice to have that one back, but we don't. You know, got to learn from it and get better. But um, Washington's a great team. They are. And, and how I rank them, I don't know. It was just I'm more focused on trying to get better from this one and, and get ready for the next week. How would you evaluate specifically how Zach Wilson played today? Um, I have to watch the film a little bit more, but I, I think there are some throws that we wish we could have back. You know, and and uh, some. I, I know he's going to be really hard on himself, so. Uh, we'll just keep working with him, keep learning. But he's uh, he's our quarterback, so just got to keep working with that guy. Only four incompletions from Easton today. Mm -hmm. Was the defense philosophy kind of the same approach you had with Slovis or with USC, or was it a little different? No, it was a little different, but they put us in. They, they had a lot of different uh, variety of formations that got us caught off uh, on our heels a little bit and, and even some new things that we didn't see in, in the previous games. But... Um, but at the same time, our, they just made some plays that we couldn't get past rush. Their O-line did a good job protecting, and there are times that we brought four and three and, and even brought some pressure, and they were able to, to stuff it. And so, um, and then Easton felt comfortable. We, we had to make him uncomfortable in order for us to have a chance, and we didn't do that, you know. And whether they kept us kept the balance attack and were able to do some play-action pass or some throws and to mix in with their run, uh, I thought that they did whatever they wanted to do, and we didn't do enough to stop them. No, I mean, I think we we were going into this week, we just try to throw as much as we could at our defense, you know, and then try to put them in, in tough spots. So, but when you're playing with a lot of young guys, you, you have to get them ready. And and uh, it's it's the, the fog of war of the game. It's 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 different when, to see how guys, how they respond. Practice always works well, and we, we need to put our guys in better, uh, more difficult positions even in practice. Uh, it's just hard to simulate a game, but... The, the adjustments, we have a lot of coaches that have tons of experience, and we should be able to make some adjustments and try to do what we can. We, we try to bring pressure, and they hit us on a slant for a touchdown, you know. So uh, we were trying to mix it up and things like that. It's a great team. They just made some, they made some great counters to our adjustments, and, and uh, the score is the end result. Special teams, that's been the team giving up a long punt return. Yeah. Something, you know, generally they're pretty strong at. Jake just missed hit on the PAT, and he said it, snap and hold was great, and he missed it. And 
I think uh, he's human. He makes those mistakes sometimes. The the punt return, Washington's always been deadly in punt returns. They've done it for a number of years now. And, um, you know, we, we had guys in positions that weren't able to make plays. And so uh, a lot of that credit has to go to Washington. They're, it seems like they do this quite a bit, and we happen to be the victims of this punt return um, today. And so it's something that we were really working with with our guys, our coverage. And we've, we've been really proud of our coverage team and, and punt cover. And uh, this didn't go very well to us for us today. Are any of those players that didn't play, Keenan Peely, Zane Anderson, season-ending injuries? Or yeah, I think Zane Anderson is going to be a season-ending one. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he, he was never really 100% going into it. and So with the, I think he's scheduled to, to have uh, another surgery. and So we'll, we'll miss him, but the other guys need to step up. I thought guys like Bo Tanner playing at safety and Malik Moore and uh, Hayden Livingston will have to pick up the pieces and, and work with uh, Austin Lee. Any other questions? The other guys are, are still good to go. We'll, we'll have to keep evaluating it. So he's the only season-ending one. All right, guys, thank you. Game coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And as Kalani Sitake joins us, time for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. Today, the Cougars made two field goals from 43 and 54. Yards for a running total of 10 field goals on the year, bringing the season donation total to $5,000. Head coach the Cougs is Kalani Sitake. His team falls to 2-2 two and two after Washington wins at 45-19 today. It's a good football team that beat you out there today, Kalani. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you heard what I said in the, in the press conference. It's just we didn't help ourselves, but I, I don't, don't want to diminish anything that, that uh, Washington did. They, they had all the answers, and, and we couldn't come up with enough, and that's – it's my job, head coach. I got to get these guys ready to play and get ready for the next one. We'll learn from this, and um, you know, and, and as painful as it is, we have to learn and get better and and uh, move on and get ready for Toledo. But uh, just disappointing outcome and definitely disappointment. I mean, I I I was pleased with the guys' effort. They played hard. They had a lot of energy. Um, but it seemed like when we were trying to generate momentum, it just got squashed, and or something happened. Whether it's a, a big kickoff return to midfield, and then. A turnover happens, or we're getting we're marching down the field, and we're not able to capitalize and make a big play. And even towards the end of the half, getting sacked at the end, you know, it's like um, just just trying to generate momentum. Sometimes just you have to lean on execution, and you saw a lot of mistakes. Guys are just trying to do too much rather than do their job. Even the simple things like dropping the ball when guys are trying to turn and run, then you could see them trying to turn and run without catching the ball, and that's that's not a that's not a fundamental game that we can do. That we 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 should be proud of of how we can execute well and and uh, do the fundamental things right. And uh, that's that's what I'm going to go back to the drawing board as as a head coach and get these guys ready and make sure that they play with their 111th and and uh, give us a better chance to have a victory. You had played a giveaway free football the last two games, two wins. You came into today off those back-to-back turnover-free games. When they had that scoop and score, that left you with four giveaways on the year. 
and three of them were scores, which is crazy. Two pick sixes and a scoop and score. So of the four turnovers you had, three of them were points the other way, which is remarkable. Yeah, and it seemed like the ball was on the ground for a while, you know. So um, just just unlucky on some things. But, but you know, I think there's things we can learn on. Uh, um, uh, just the urgency, getting rid of the ball quicker and, and uh, finding ways not to be put yourself in a bad position, you know. So uh, we'll get better from this, but... Uh, it's just really tough to learn those lessons when you're giving up points like that. And and we know going into games that if we're we're, we're mindful of the ball and and we take care of it, then good things can happen. You know, and and I, I don't expect them to be perfect with it, but some of the ways that we we lost the ball, that's that's that that's a uh, guy's trying to do too much, and um, you know that, that's my fault as a coach. I got to get him ready and and uh, get him focused on on the, the little details. Coaches, I watched this team uh, preparing for this game. I didn't see a lot of tempo on film, but we saw a lot of it against the BYU defense today, Was and, and it was extremely effective. I feel like that was one of the things that really helped them establish the run game was, first of all, did you guys expect to see a lot of hurry up? Second of all, was it more a conditioning issue in that they weren't allowing you to, we talked about last time, you're playing so many guys and platooning on off the field. Was it a conditioning issue or was it more an alignment assignment execution issue? I would say probably the, the the last part. I don't think our guys were really that gassed, you know. It was just a matter of getting lined up, and then when you're when they're going quickly and they're not subbing, uh, it, it limits your calls quite quite a bit, especially when you, when they know what their formation is, and that's what we do on offense to get other defenses on their heels. And and uh, you know when when uh, we have some new bodies in there, it created some issues, and um, and that's that's uh, like I said, that's 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 my that's my deal. It's a coaching deal, so I, I just got to make sure our guys are ready. The the efforts there, they play, they play hard. They've trained really hard for this, and um, I just got to put them in a better position to have success. Now that you're through it, um, the, the four games that is uh, to start the season, how would you rate the level of physical attrition? Um, average, better, worse than you expected, or are you kind of just dealing with what you're dealing with right now? Um, I, I thought I thought it was. I mean, we knew this was going to be a tough uh, a tough go. You know, this this entire season. We but that's why we planned on uh, developing as much depth as possible. And we we didn't know where it was going to hit, whether the injuries or guys getting banged up, where, where that was going to be. But we just knew that we had to be deeper and had to do things to get everybody ready, including third stringers, right? And um, we've seen some guys step up and make plays, and but then we've seen um, others. Uh, not you know, not not be as clean or as efficient as we'd like them to be, and so uh, now it's testing some of the depth because you know we're without Zane playing playing at either flash or, or safety. Now we're relying on others, and and we'll have to watch the film and see how everyone played. But I thought um, overall, it just seems like when our guys made mistakes, um, Washington is a great team. Uh, we're able to capitalize on it, and and uh, it's just we couldn't get the crowd into it. The, the momentum every time something good was happening, it was like. They did something to squash the momentum, you know, and, and um, that's that's a uh, that's a tri- uh, you know compliment to them. But for us, uh, finding ways to get back on it, and then guys started to, to tighten up a little bit and try to do too much rather than just doing their their job and and, and simple things like just protecting the ball and and uh, doing their assignment. Kalani Washington in the pregame uh, when we were talking with the play-by-play announcer for the Washington Huskies, he boasted that they have 44 four stars on on the roster. And look, I, I know as much as anybody as I don't think I ever ha- even had a star. That doesn't necessarily make you a, a good football player, but it generally does mean you are bigger, you are stronger. The the measurables are there. As we step into teams like Toledo and South Florida, those might not be there as much. Um, 
But of course, there's more that goes into a football team. But which side of the ball, offense or defense, do you think will take a bigger step forward as at least the size and strength and speed of the players that we're playing maybe pulls back a little bit? Well, I mean, the key, uh, that's a good question, but the key, the key for us is, is really to play at our best every weekend. It doesn't really matter who shows up, whether it's the San Francisco 49ers or Provo High School. We have to play our best, you know. It doesn't matter. And and the fact that we didn't perform at our best was dis- disappointing. That's that's a one thing today. And, and we feel like they're – Still this year, in the in, so far in this year, the first four games, I don't know if we really scratch the surface of how good we can be. You know, and that's that's like I said, that's that's on me. I got to get these guys to play at their best, and I'll, I'm gonna do my best to, to get them in that in that that position. But the guys are giving us the effort. They definitely believe in each other and believe in what we're doing and their coaches. And uh, we just got to keep putting the pieces together. But I mean, we had tons of four star, five stars last week here. You know, and and and. Um, uh, we didn't make as many mistakes, and so the mistakes are, are part of the game. But but as long as we have great effort and the guys find a way to to learn and get better, we have a chance. And and in this case, we didn't have a chance because we're going against a great team that that uh, they know how to end games when you make that many mistakes. And I'd like to be in the position where we can do that to others right now. We'll take a break. BYU head coach Kalani Satake is with us. This is the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 21st and 22nd ranked Washington, 45-19 win over BYU. In front of 62,117 fans on a whiteout throwback Saturday matinee. And they'll make it three straight uh, daytime games as the Cougars go to Toledo for a noon Eastern time kick next week. That'll be a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kick with an 8 a.m. radio pregame for the guys at the Glass Bowl next Saturday. So a pretty dramatic uh, swing from week to week to week to week, Kalani, I guess. But you're at 2-2 two and two right now. Uh, now that you've gone through it, what does 2-2 two and two say to you about your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think uh, some of the wins that we had were memorable. But uh, the losses, we just wish we could have them back and and, and uh, perform better. And, and the turnovers are one thing, but it's like the mistakes that we made. And it's not... It's not just uh, on any side of the ball. It's all all three phases, you know. Our punt cover that's usually solid. Um, guys are weren't weren't in the in the right fit um, on the cover, and uh, then they they were able to get a return, and, and that that just hurt us. I, I don't remember when the last time has that happened to us, you know. But um, you know, there there are a lot of mistakes to go around, and and it's just not on one side or the other. It's all three phases, and we have to get better. I mean, that's that's a uh, I told, talked to the team about it. It's like we don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. We have to move on and learn and get better and get ready to go on the road to Toledo and play in front of our fans that are going to be there and, and have a great time and, and play at noon, you know, and, and uh, get this thing, that this, this, this sour taste out of our mouths and get ready to play again. But I, I appreciate the, all their hard work and effort, and we just need to keep building on that. And um, and then, you know, some of the regrets that we have, we just have to take it out of the next guys. Coach, I I played for um, obviously Coach Mendenhall, who kind of he had a very unique, and it's unique across the entire college football landscape. In a game like this, where it was pretty, you mentioned the mistakes and maybe some lack of concentrations at a time. There was <laughs> there was a specific recipe uh, for that Monday practice uh, that, w- and it wasn't very fun. That was his style. 
maybe give the listeners out there a little bit of insight for how do you bring the team back, realizing that so many of these things were just mental or concentration mistakes. How do you bring them back to focus on? Are you doing anything special? Is it business as usual? What does Monday? What does a Monday practice look like for one of these boys? No, I think you have to do things different. If being in the fourth week compared to the first week when we lost, right? And and uh, so every week's a different. It's a, it's unique to its own self. And so this game. Uh, the, the mistakes that were made and, and the issues that were made, we had to learn from it. I, I don't think you had to browbeat them with it, but um, our, our ability to, to, to execute at a, at a higher level, we need to focus on that. So going into Monday's practice, we're going to get through it and, and learn from the mistakes, but then also give them a, a solution to the reason why we were doing that. And then uh, a lot of the guys have to have their own personal uh, um, you know, feeling on how they can get themselves ready. There's not like one recipe that fell, that fits all of them. Um, but other than preparation, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit hard work. That's what we have to do. That that you, the only answer to get back and and uh, to feel better about yourself is to work hard. And and when you think you're working hard, is is work even harder than that. So I I, I agree with that. We've been doing that, uh, you know, for for the years I've been here, and, and uh, this is an opportunity for us to get better. But uh, it's not. There's no easy way about it. I mean, that that we can communicate and teach and learn. But the hard work has got to be put in and, and, and the sacrifice, and that means sometimes uh, doing it on the field and, and being a little bit more physical, and that's what we're going to get back to. You talked about Zane Anderson being done for the year. Would the hope be, even though he's already done it once, that he'll try and come back again another year? Yeah, I think he – well, because it, it, it's one of those things where I think he can get a medical red shirt, and there's really no other option. and uh, He can try to power through and play with it, but there's just no way this is going to happen, you know. So does he want to try um, and get another year back? He, he does, he does, and, and I think he has a really good case for it. And we talked about it with our compliance people, and, and they have, they're confident that he'll get it back. And uh, it sucks, but you know, we, we uh, whatever we can do to get him back, and 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 he'll have to he'll for in my opinion he'll have to play safety. That's more of a suitable position for him and. And um, you know that's I think that's more for his body type and everything, and and obviously with the issue with that injuries that he's dealing with, um, we'll just keep working with him. But I I I'm excited to have him on the team still, and and his leadership will need to lean on heavily going into the season. But um, the opportunity to have him back again is going to be huge for us. When you talk to the media on Monday or on the show on Tuesday, would you expect to have a, a better definition on Tyson's situation? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, we just told Tyson to stay positive and, and have good thoughts, and then we'll pray for him and we'll see what happens in the MRI, and um, we'll, we'll have more, more knowledge. We should know today and then the next mm-hmm. little bit. He's getting an MRI done probably now as we speak. Because of the way the schedule is set up, Kalani, with these four games coming in September the way they are, it's natural to say, well, you had one phase of your schedule, the P5s, then you got the rest. And everyone might look at the rest as, well, you got through this, now you can just kind of go play. That's not really ha- – that can't be the approach, though, right? No, I mentioned earlier that we're trying to perform at our best, right, and and it's taking some time, and um, it doesn't really matter who our who our opponent is. You know, like I said, well, it's Timview High School, it doesn't matter or the Niners, and so our guys, the approach is going to be the same, and now there's more of a sense of urgency because this happened in week four. Um, why are we not seeing it? You know, and that's that's where coaches step in, leadership steps in, and, and uh, we got to keep building off of it. But uh, at the same time, being realistic and seeing the things that, that Washington did, they're a great team, they're a really great team, and, and uh, you know, but, but it's hard to really judge it when you know you didn't perform at your best. And so um, that's the key. That's the key for us is the, is to perform at our best and 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 
execute at a high level. That's what we're going to focus on this week, and it has to show up in, in, in Game 5. Coach, you've talked about the um, unique level of ownership that the that the players and the leadership on this team take. So if you were – Let's throw a little hypothetical out there. If this was the round table of your of your leaders, of your kind of bell cows out there, what would you hope or expect to see from them come practice next week? Oh yeah, the, the, they're already doing it. You know, uh, the conversations that are happening in the locker room, even on the sideline, at the end of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way that these guys played the game. They played with great sportsmanship, high effort, and high energy. But uh, I'll. I'll, I'll the connection doesn't just end there and doesn't just go with a win or, or a loss. These guys de- dealing with the loss, uh, I thought that, um, you know, an opportunity for them to, to talk and, and, and be together was really nice in the locker room. You know, we had we had our normal locker room deal, and afterwards just having them just listening to the conversations that were going on gave me uh, tons of, uh, of excitement knowing that this is taking place, you know. So th- they already have uh, the answers. They already have some thoughts that they, they want to do for next week. And it's just nice that they're able to get a jump start on it. Usually in, in, in the past, coaches have always been the ones that kind of trigger that, right? And and now I'm I'm seeing the leadership. You could you could pick out the guys on the depth chart that are doing it, and and everyone's nodding their heads and talking, and they're communicating, and, and it's a good thing that's happening right now. have to talk about, before we let you go, the fact that it had been almost 13 years since BYU had a 50-yard field goal and almost 15 years since they had a 50-yarder here at home. And uh, Jake Oldroyd just banged a 54-yarder today, the second longest in BYU football history behind only Owen Pochman's 56-yarder back in 2000. He's clearly got the leg. I figured he'd get a chance to show it, and he showed it today. He hits a 43 and a 54 in the same game. He's going to be a weapon for you for years to come as a scorer at kicker. Yeah, and and, uh, just has tons of confidence, you know, the – the issue on the PAT, he came to the sidelines and said, Coach, I messed that up, and uh, he has ownership on it. And so um, I, I thought the other guys did a great job in protection, and, and uh, he, I don't know how far that thing cleared it, but it seemed like he boomed the ball pretty good, and so I, I think that could have cleared from even further. That's what Mitch thought down there, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's just got tons of tons. Of, I mean, he on that punt return, he might have kicked the ball a little too far and out kicked the coverage a little bit. You know, he's got mm-hmm. tons of strength, strength in that in that leg, and – um, it's 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 going to be a great weapon for us. I I just like to see us score more touchdowns rather yeah. than have to result to, to field goals, and that's that comes down to execution and and keeping momentum. Well, he is ten for eleven on his field goal kicks this year, and and that's the kind of stuff you want and need from your guy. And and the PAT misses will be certainly rare, but I think you've got a weapon that'll pay off for for a long time. That's a positive. Yep, we'll keep building on it, and and. Uh, keep demanding more from him and i know he'll demand a lot from himself okay we'll give you the last word today about the environment uh with with, with the vintage touches and and the whiteout and sixty-two thousand again plus in the stands um it was a pretty special experience i know the result wasn't what anybody intended but uh, you're putting together uh, a product that people want to come and see and enjoy well i love the fans and appreciate them and, and, the, and the noise and the, and the energy that they brought to the field um, it was a, an awesome uh, day. Just sorry we weren't able to get the result that I know they were all hoping for, and we were we we're going to work really hard to make sure we we don't let that happen again. Um, it was nice to see some some vintage uniforms, but also good to see uh, BYU greats like like Duran Gray and Mo Elowanibi, 
um, you know, and, and, and we had Jason Buck, and of course, my favorite Ty Detmer was out there to run the flag, and so to have those guys around to be here and, and, and to be around our team was a special treat for our our players and for myself, and so just thank you for everybody, and, and, and we'll keep working hard and, and trying to represent everyone the, the right way. Okay, it'll be a little while before the Cougars are back home. The next uh, home game will be uh, four weeks from now on October 19th, home to Boise State. Between now, it'll be a game at Toledo, a uh, bye game, a game in South Florida, and then uh, back here in about a month or so when more BYU fans will be on hand. Kalani, thanks for the time today post game, and we will see you during the week. Good luck. Appreciate it, guys. Go Cougars. Okay, thanks a lot. That's Kalani Sitake. We've got Cougar Nation now coming up next on the new skin BYU Sports Network.